0: Hello everyone, welcome to a millennial learns. Thank you all so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the podcast. Um today we are not doing necessarily a history podcast. We're doing more of a biography, a little mini-biography on Deion Sanders, aka Coach Prime. Now the hype around Coach Prime is just unreal, so I will kind of walk you through what I knew about him before I did the research, uh, talk a little bit about his life and then talk about what's currently happening with CU football where he is the head coach um because it is just crazy like the whole program I feel like has transformed. So, interesting stuff. I love doing these little biographies, which reminds me if you are a an avid listener of this podcast, you know that we are doing a state history episode, the history of each. You know, I'm going through in the order that they joined the union and uh, summarizing all the history of the state. Now, I'm pretty sure for the next year, so I'm spreading those out, so those will end at the end of 2023. I think in 2024, I'm going to be doing the biographies of presidents. And talking about a little bit of their lives. So leave a comment in the poll, like I'll leave a poll on this episode. Leave a comment on if you'd like that or the history of other things you'd like to see or more different series or just any topic ideas that you would love to visit on the podcast. But enough about that. Let's get into the life of Dion Sanders, also known as Coach Prime. Okay, let's just start with my background and kind of what I knew about Coach Sanders before he got hired and before all this like latest craze happened because I knew embarrassingly little. Honestly, I got him mixed up with someone and I thought that he was a former Broncos player, so I thought it, I thought the hype of him getting hired for CU football was because he used to be a Bronco and we were like keeping it all within the state. Anyway, I was very wrong, but I live in Colorado. I went to university of Colorado as a, you know, throughout my college career. Um, and I went to a decent amount of football games, but we would always stay for like, you know, just half the game or less. Like we're not staying very long because CU has historically not been too good in recent years. And last year was kind of the ultimate, just not great season. We went one in 11. So, you know, it's fair to say that CU had a lot of work to do. And it was announced that Deion Sanders was going to become our head coach for this season. Uh, Last year was announced. And I heard a ton about this, but... Again, I didn't really know anything about, about Deion Sanders. I didn't really know his, that he was called coach prime or prime time or that he used to be an athlete. I didn't really know anything about him. So that's where I was coming from before I researched this as the weeks have gone on for CU. So now we are three, and know, we just beat, well, let's see, who was the first team we played? We, oh, we beat TCU, who they were like in the national championship last year. And then we beat Nebraska, who's our big rival. We, I feel like we always are losing to Nebraska. And then we just beat CSU, which was a little bit concerning because, so in Colorado every year, traditionally. University of Colorado plays Colorado State University, and it's called the Rocky Mountain Showdown. Now, when I was in school, they used to do that at, like, the big football stadium downtown, Mile High Stadium. Now, that kind of got canceled, so it was just in Boulder. But traditionally, like, I feel like we've done pretty darn well against CSU. We beat them, I think we beat them every year that I was in school, and we usually beat them. Well, this last game, if you have clicked on this episode, you may, you're probably a football fan, so you may have seen this. But the game started really late, so I fell asleep before it was over. And I fell asleep when we were tied, I believe at 14 14. Well, turns out, like, it took two overtimes and this crazy, like, we were down by eight and it took some crazy marches down the field, and we had like a 98 yard run into the end zone, or inter- I think it was a pick six. Anyway, I was asleep, so just I just kind of recapped <laughs> uh, the game. All I know is we won, but it was way too close. Like, it, it was close. However, CSU played pretty darn dirty from what I saw. You know, there were some late hits and some fists being thrown, or some hands being thrown, so that was not appreciated. But anyway, we won. So we're 3-0, and but that CSU game made me a little nervous because usually I feel like we win by more than that. Now, I mention this because the hype around Coach Prime and around CU football is kind of what I feel like got us to the point of almost losing to CSU because that game was so overhyped. There were so many like festivities around. We got college game day on the CU campus, which like, Never would have happened without Coach Prime. Um, you know, Lil Wayne did the the pregame show. He walked the players out on the field. It was just so much hoopla that we came out looking terrible because I think everyone was just so amped up. It was not great. So I think we just need to calm it down a little bit so we can just play football. But a win's a win. We are 3-0. and And people are contributing this to Deion Sanders as head coach. And I've seen on his Instagram a lot of his like pregame or halftime speeches. And he is definitely a very motivational guy. Um, He's a Christian. And so I just think, yeah, I just wanted to learn more about him because that's really all I knew. I knew nothing. And then I knew he was getting a lot of hype from see you and we got game day because of him and now we're winning so those are the things I knew so let's talk a little bit about his life so yes his name is Deion Sanders aka Coach Prime or Prime Time as he was known throughout his career now the origin of Prime Time is like I think he was in high school and he was just sitting on a bus and he was just such a good athlete that one of his friends just said like you know what what you are your prime time and he's like yeah I'm prime time. So he went by Prime Time all throughout his sports career then now once he's a coach he's going by Coach Prime. Okay, so let's back it up his whole personal history. So he was born August 9th, 1967 in Fort Myers, Florida. His parents were divorced when he was 2 years old and he was mostly raised by his mother and his stepfather, whose name was William Knight now uh, once he got into high school, he played football, basketball, and baseball and I think he did i think he did track later but so he might not have played for the actual school, but basically he was just an extremely athletic guy so he was all state in all three of those sports football basketball and baseball at Fort Myers High School. He was also uh, named to the Florida High School Association All-Century Team, which means that he was in the top 33 players in uh, the 100-year history of high school football in Florida. So, you know, if there's this just once-in-a-century outstanding athlete, they name them to this team, and that is the top 33 players in the last 100 years. So, he was pretty outstanding from, from the beginning. And this is all the history that I missed. I had no idea he was, like, an amazing athlete. I thought maybe he was an okay football player back in the day and he became a, a coach. <laughs> so I was wrong. Um, okay, but then the Kansas City Royals drafted Sanders in the 1985 draft. So that is for baseball. But he didn't sign. So 1985 would have been the, the year he, like, graduated high school, I believe. Um, so he did not sign and he ended up continuing uh without playing in the MLB at that point. Sanders then married Caroline Chambers or Carolyn Chambers in nineteen eighty nine. Over the course of their marriage they had two children and they divorced in nineteen ninety eight. Now this is where Deion Sanders is faith comes in because in 1997 his first marriage was ending and he was really really depressed but he you know he was like on top of the world he had money he had power he said he turned to sex and money and all of this stuff but he was just really depressed he said he was empty he had no peace no joy nothing and he attempted suicide by driving his car off of a cliff Now the account that I read said it was like 30 or 40 feet high that he drove off of. So naturally you would assume that he would die, but he survived the suicide attempt. And he said that at that point he finally got on his knees and gave it all to the Lord. He started counseling with Bishop T.D. Jakes, who is a pretty famous pastor. He actually, side note, I've been to his congregation because he has one in Colorado and it was really, it was, it was a good time. I think his daughter mostly maybe runs this location. Um, but yeah, so he started counseling with Bishop T.D. Jakes. He turned his life to the Lord. And that is why his faith still plays like such an active role in his life and in his coaching. On his Instagram, he's always talking about Jesus and seems like he really has a true faith. But he definitely didn't get it easily. You know, his, his life was fully falling apart, it seems. So um, in 1998, he published a book called Power, Money, and Sex, How Success Almost Ruined My Life. Which, I really want to read this book because it was really shortly after his suicide attempt and divorce. So it wasn't like he waited 10 years to write it. He wrote it pretty much like right after the height of his depression so kind of interesting, but I do want to check it out. Um, okay, then he married someone named Pillar or Piler Biggers Sands. Sorry, Piler Biggers Sanders. I don't know if I'm saying that name right. Piler. It's P-I-L-A-R. If it was two L's, I'd say Pillar. But since it's one L, I'm tempted to say Piler. Anyway, if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. I'm very sorry, but he married her in 1999. They had three children together, but they started divorce proceedings in 2011. It actually became like a super messy divorce where, so they had two sons and a daughter. The two sons, uh, he he basically got custody of the two sons, but then his ex-wife got the custody of their daughter in 2013 the whole divorce lasted like two years to try to sort out and get finalized. During which he was accused of domestic violence. He filed a defamation lawsuit against her. He lost that and had to pay her a million dollars in in damages. So it was just a mess trying to um, finalize that di- divorce. Um, he then started dating Tracy Edmonds in 2012, and um, she was a TV host of the TV show Extra and is a CEO of the Edmonds Entertainment Group. I think they from the article that I read, I don't think there's that much on them recently, but they were doing a lot of long distance for a long time. Um and so they have not gotten married. They have just dated from from what I can find. Okay, then the other thing that I saw, just like, you know, history in his personal life, is that I was on Instagram and I saw this video of him showing his foot. And he's like, oh, look, my toes are like, it's going to be sausage toes. And he was taking off his sock to show the camera his feet. And... He had an amputated, like a couple toes that were amputated. And it was shocking. He's like, Oh, this is so sore. Like, my foot is amputated, you know, my toes are amputated and my other toes look like huge sausages. And like, I'm really, really sore. And but we're going to push through basically. And I was like, How? How? You know, I did not know he had an amputated foot. I kind of assumed it was from his suicide attempt and like injuries sustained then. But when I looked it up, it said that he had two toes amputated as a result of blood clots in 2021. So that is why he has a couple amputated digits um, on his foot. Okay, as for his history as a player, now this is where I really didn't know anything because, like I said, I thought that he had... I think I was getting him mixed up with Demarius Thomas, maybe? And I, I feel like we had a Sanders on the Broncos at some point. Like I get all their last names mixed up, like Sanders, Thomas, Dion, Demary's. I don't know. I I don't know. I, I don't follow football players that much. So I thought he was kind of like an average Bronco player, but no, let's go over his history as a player. So after high school, after he was like all state and everything and You know, he was an outstanding high school football player. He went to um, college in Florida and he played three sports for the Florida State Seminoles. So at this point, he, he dropped basketball, but he played football, baseball and did track. He won something called the Jim Thorpe Award. So again, he was just outstanding in these. And here's an account of kind of what that schedule is like. In college, so it says on may sixteenth nineteen eighty seven while the Metro Conference baseball and track championships were both being played simultaneously in Columbia, South Carolina, Sanders played in the conference semifinal baseball game against southern Mississippi, ran a leg of the four by one hundred relay, then returned to play in the baseball championship game against Cincinnati. though his relay ra- relay team did not place in the event, the FSU track team was the overall conference champion, and the baseball team won the conference title as well. So, and, you know, this kind of stayed consistent later in his career where he's, like, hopping between sports on the same day or, like, within a couple days of each other. It's hard to manage football, baseball, and track, but he did, and he did it very, very well at his time playing for the Florida State Seminoles. Okay, as you may remember, he... They were, he was attempted to get, well, how do I phrase this? The Royals for baseball attempted to draft him coming right out of high school in 1985, which he turned down. Well, he got drafted by the Falcons, which is now football in 1989. He was the fifth overall draft pick and he ended up playing 14 seasons in the NFL. He, Definitely hopped around teams a little bit. So he played for the Atlanta Falcons, the San Francisco 49ers, the Dallas Cowboys, the Washington Redskins, and the Baltimore Ravens throughout, you know, the course of, of his career. He was a cornerback and a return specialist. I also saw that he would sometimes um, slot in as like a wide receiver. So he's very versatile and just an amazing athlete. Now, this is the crazy part. He simultaneously played 9 seasons in the MLB. Like during the same years, he played for the New York Yankees, the Atlanta Braves, the Cincinnati Reds, and the San Francisco Giants. Now, he won 2 Super Bowls at his during his time in the NFL, and he went to a World Series in 1992. So he's the only athlete ever to play in both the Super Bowl And the World Series. And I saw this Instagram reel where he... It showed how he basically did the same thing as that day in college. You know, for track and baseball. Where he played in a football game. And then he went and he played... Like, then he flew to another city to play a baseball game with his baseball team. And then he had to fly back to play in a football game. And I'm pretty sure it was, like, one of those was either the World Series or the Super Bowl. Like, I don't, I don't know what, you know, I don't want to say, oh, he flew back to the World Series and then he flew back to the Super Bowl. Like, I don't even think those would happen at the same time. But I know that he was flying, like, to either the Super Bowl or the World Series and then flying back to his other team and then flying back for the next, you know, baseball game. It's, It's crazy what he was able to juggle with his schedules and I'm honestly surprised that both teams would allow him to do that like if you are going to the Super Bowl and one of your star athletes is about to like go and fly to their baseball game and not like practice with the team or something seems like it would be a tough sale or a tough sell for the you know both of their his other professional teams to like take some time off and go play a different professional sport where you could get injured. I don't know. Seems risky. But I guess the alternative is he would have to pick one and one of the teams gets none of him, so they didn't want that either. Anyway, um this says I pulled this snippet from an article during his career he was named to 8 pro bowls Received six first team All Pros and made consecutive Super Bowl appearances in Super Bowl 29 and Super Bowl 30. Super Bowl 29 was with the 49ers, Super Bowl 30 was with the Cowboys, and he won both. He was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame and the College Football Hall of Fame in 2011. Okay, so that was his playing career. Now let's talk a little bit about his history as a coach. So um, after he retired from baseball and football, he worked as an NFL commentator for a long time, but then simultaneously worked um, as the head coach of Prime Prep Academy. So he helped co-found this school, Prime Prep Academy, and in the two thousand twelve and two thousand thirteen seasons, um, he was the head coach. He was then hired for the head coach at a place called Triple A Academy. So, kind of going around these like smaller prep schools, uh, he was there for two seasons, and then he became the head coach for Trinity Christian High School, where he was able to coach three of his sons, Dion Jr., Shiloh, and Shadur. Now, Shiloh and Shadur are both. Now on the CU football team. I believe Shiloh shoot. I'm gonna get him mixed up. One of them's a quarterback and one of them's on defense. And I'm not gonna remember which is which. I, I really need to get more into that and like actually become fans of them <laughs> personally because they seem really good. But um, yeah, so he was able to coach three of his sons. Uh, at Trinity Christian High School, and that was in 2017. Well, it started in 2017, and I think he coached there for a few seasons. He was then the head coach of Jackson State football between 2020 and 2022, which is kind of interesting because the 2020 season got cut short, so really he was there for like two full seasons, two two seasons and just a little bit. Um, so that is where he came from directly before he got hired at CU, but he really, again, turned the Jackson State football team around. He led them to an undefeated season in 2022, and they won the SWAC championship. So he was really proving his, his coaching, um skills and really honing those skills with all these prep schools and then high school and then Jackson State and that brought him to CU I'm sure he's going to become a head coach of an NFL team I would just assume like he'll be at CU for a couple years and then and then leave um because it just seems like everyone cares so much about him and thinks he's so great. And he's really helped turn this, I mean, assuming it keeps, keeps on going, he's really started to turn this team around. And so I'm sure he's going to get tapped as some NFL head coach <clears throat> at some point. Um, Yeah. And that brings him to CU where, again, I mentioned we had a one in 11 record last year. CU hired him as head coach December of 2023. And since then the hype has just been, unreal. He is literally, I was watching last week and he was in every single ad, like every ad break. There were like three ads that came on everything. Coach Prime, Coach Prime, Coach Prime, Coach Prime sunglasses, Coach Prime. Like he's selling, Oh, what was he selling? Like, I don't know, just really random things. Um, but he has these glasses these sunglasses that he was wearing and the company that he the company of the sunglasses he was wearing did like 2 million dollars of sales or something in one day because they showed coach prime with these sunglasses on like he's just the biggest thing in college football right now he it is just so crazy to watch because I always just think of CU as being this like little, uh, we kind of care about football, but we're not very good. And now we have like the, all eyes are on CU football. So it's been really fun to follow along and to watch and to be a winner. Um, I got to post to my Instagram story this, they did this like op ed, or, or no, Wow, that is totally not the right word. It's not an op-ed. It's like a um, they highlighted this woman. Her name is Peggy, and she was a twin. But her twin has sadly passed away now. But all throughout when I was in high school, these twins would go to every football game, and turns out they've been going for years. Like they, they grew up in Colorado. They're Colorado natives. They went to see you. They went to like every game together all you know, once they graduated from college and, um, and they had kids, but they always would go to the CU games. And when I was in school, we would see them and they would get highlighted sometimes on the, like the Jumbotron or be brought out onto the field. And they're just the cutest, like old ladies ever. They were, I think, they must've been like 94 when I was graduating or 93, you know, in their nineties when I was graduating from school and one of them died in 2015, which is really, um, or was it 2015? Wow. I feel like I'm getting the details wrong on this, but anyway, one of them died. And so now just Peggy is alive and she's now 98 years old and she had this great, like she met Dion Sanders and they're, they are kind of making a big deal about like her meeting, Coach Prime and Coach Prime like went and danced with her and brought her out on the field and it's just like really endearing and cute that they're just kind of now friends and she said like you know for a long time we've had to be good losers and it's just fun now being able to be a good winner like it's way more fun to be a good winner than it is to be a good loser and I feel that Peggy I really do I'm it's way more fun to be a good winner and it's just so fun that we are now, looking like we're going to have a promising season. Now, uh, coming up in the schedule, we have Oregon, which is going to be really, really hard. And then USC, which is also really, really hard. And one of our main guys is out for three weeks because I believe that was because of the the dirty hit by a CSU guy. Where the ball was completely on the ground. Like, so, the play was so over He was shielded by one of his own teammates, so our guy was not expecting it at all. And then the CSU guy just took a really dirty hit and just decked him and injured him. So, I'm a little bitter about that. He's going to be out for, you know, two of our hardest games. So, we'll see how that goes. But at least there's a promise, or at least there's some hope, you know, that we might be able to win. But anyway enough football talk for me because it's like kind of half educated football talk. I'm literally just (laughs) becoming a fan like in the last couple weeks. So sorry for any of you avid football fans if I have misrepresented any of that. Um, And I'm sure I did. So that is all. I just want to do a quick little biography on Coach Prime. And I hope you enjoyed. Happy college football season and, you know, just football season in general. To all the fans, I really love watching football with like a nice bowl of chili on a Sunday afternoon. It's just, oh, it's just the best. And we are entering fall. So I hope you all have a great week. I'll see you next week for another uh, podcast episode. I think we're doing another state history episode. So look forward to that. And I'll see you then. Have a great week, everyone. Bye.